Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek and pop culture podcast broadcasting from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney. Sorry that it's been a while since the... It's been a while <laughs> since my last podcast. And, uh, yes, I do have a guest and a person who hasn't been on the podcast yet, but I hope to have, hope, hope to have <laughs> on uh, many more times. Uh, and, we're, so, and there's plenty more podcasts on the way, so don't worry. I know it's been a few weeks since the last one, which is the Harry Potter podcast commentary podcast but we're out talking about a movie today but before we get to that i need to introduce my guest who are you my name is larry bergen and i know tim you haven't been on the podcast scene in a while but it's okay you know you need to bring a guest in that you know we'll just bring it back up again and this is my debut here on here anything well, goes justin's gonna be here in a little bit so he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna bring it up oh okay <laughs> <laughs> but yes uh this is my first time being on anything goes it's a pleasure to be here and talking about the movies the movies with, with tim Yes. Um, Tim and I actually have a little bit of a background making movies together uh, in our uh, college days. Um, multiple, multiple uh, side sure. projects. And it's funny enough, it's because two friends in college making movies and having not movie ideas is how the movie that we're reviewing came about today. But before we get into that, I want everybody to enjoy this. And we're going to be talking about Creed. <laughs> You, before I interrupted you, I apologize. It's Continue your thought. It's all good. Uh, I remember every other week you would come in to our dorm in college and say, Hey, guys, I got the movie idea. Let's do this. Yes. And it, oh, for better and, or for worse. <laughs> for better or for worse. And there was many great films from the, from the 48-hour movie flick uh, festival that mm -hmm. we used to do, which is uh, something that many few people say that – they've done it's you know harder than it looks yeah and the one good thing i always always uh, enjoyed uh being part of your movies is that i surely think that i was the sean bean of your movie sean bean mixed it with kenny i mean he, 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 would, he would always get killed and it, it was it would never do this it was never a conscious thing later on it did because it was just like like, oh, we got to take somebody's head off. Like, all right, I guess we're going to do it digitally with Larry yet again. It came to a point where I volunteered to do it. Like, I want to get killed, you know. And everyone asked me why. I was like, it's just fun, you know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just, I don't know. It was fun just like seeing like, hey, you know, look at those special effects right there. Yeah, you know, you see me right there. <laughs> I have no head. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and... Don't worry, there'll be plenty more stories from Larry about Oswego days coming soon because I do want to interview him for my other podcast, uh, Wizards of Oz. Like the other, like I was saying, that 
I do the interviews that everybody went to school with, and Larry will definitely, hopefully, would agree to being on it. Uh, yes, I, I would definitely uh, love to uh, be a part of that. I have some uh, some nice uh, memories of the wonderful land of Oz. I was hoping, because <laughs> I, I, I asked Banks if you wanted, I only spent one semester with him, and I'd be like, <laughs> if I interview Banks before Larry, I don't think I'd really forgive myself. I don't think Larry, I don't think you'd forgive me. I'd be tied, yeah, in the was, words of Banks. And, and, and it was it was Monday, I was just like, I was sitting there waiting for because we all work at the same job at night um, at New Line, and I'm just sitting there waiting for my IMG shift to start. Wait because the slates are up, and I'm waiting for the game to start. And I look over to Banks, I'm like, "Hey, Banks, uh, put your pants on first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting. I was just like, "Yo, uh, I do this podcast. Where I interview people from Oswego. Would you love to be a part of it?" And he was just like, I'd love to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, wait, that was you. I thought he just came in the room. And that was a good impression. Oh. I like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's only a handful of impressions I'm good at and Banks being one of them. So I, I, I kind of take pride with that. <laughs> we love you, Banks. <laughs> JK. We hate, hate you. you. JK. JK. <laughs> oh, my God. Nobody's going to listen to this, are they? They're no, they're gonna... not. <laughs> anyway, so. We're here to talk about the movie Creed, starring Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. It follows the story of Adonis Creed, the child born out of pretty much wetlock of – it was that Apollo Creed had an affair, obviously, outside his marriage, and Adonis is the result of it, that Apollo died in the events of Rocky Ford before Adonis was born, so he never knew his father, and then decides that once he's adopted by his – kind of taken in by Apollo's wife once he had gone into the juvie system and decides, you know what? I want to be a fighter. I want to prove that I was, I am just as good as my father, even though I never met him, but I'm not going to go as Creed. I'm going to go as Johnson. And this whole movie is about heritage and legacy and memories coming back and stuff like that. So if we're talking about history, I'm going to ask you, Larry, when did you first see Rocky or any of the Rocky movies? Oh man. Well, I think the first the first time I've seen Rocky was oh man has to be you know what it was around the time when the Rocky Balboa movie came out I believe it came out in 2006 um it was coming out around and my buddy Mike who was big into fighting boxing wrestling all that stuff he basically lived off of these movies and you're correct 2006 <laughs> yes. yes, it just just uh, yes, came points. out a <laughs> thousand points, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it was coming out, and I, you know, we just come up in conversation that I have never seen the Rocky movies, any of them, and he would look appalled, and and he was like, "Well, you got to see this, you know, because the new one's coming out." So he let me borrow each of his movies uh, one week at a time. I saw the first Rocky, and I was I was amazed. Um, you know, because, you know, it's a very classic movie. And I usually fall off the chart as, you know, watching classic movies and stuff like that. There are many that I've seen, many that I've not seen, which I would hope to see one day. And Rocky really, uh, really touched me because, you know, as a... As, Ew. As, <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. You know, as, as, you know, the the kid from uh, from Philadelphia who, you know, nobody believed in. You know, it kind of it kind of got to me, you know... A little bit, of per, you know, personal because, you know, uh, growing up as an athlete in uh, high school and stuff like that, I was always like, you know, the small guy and, you know, always counted out. So, you know, Rocky kind of, you know, motivated me, you know, used Rocky movies to 
make me work harder in life, not just in fighting, not just in sports, but, you know, decision-making and family. Because you know, not only was he a great fighter, he was a great family man. You know, he loved, you know, loved his wife, Adrian, loved his brother-in-law, Paulie. And then eventually, as the movies, you know, went down, he uh, – Grew a great connection with Apollo Creed, mm-hmm. Adonis' father, and then um, and then uh, his his future son. So that so I started watching all of them, and then I saw the sixth one. Technically, it's called uh, Rocky Balboa, and unlike a few people, I actually really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely nowhere near the worst of the movie series. No, and that could be a discussion for another day where we rank the. Rocky series, but I think it's kind of unanimous which is the worst one is. It's the fifth one, Rocky yes. Five, and it deals with Rocky's son trying to be a big man and trying to prove that I'm not just I'm not kind of like the same. Like you, you brought up a good point because before the podcast started, Larry and I were talking about it as I was setting up the recorder on the microphones. He talked about that you were had trepidation going into this because you thought it could be Rocky Five again. Yeah, because it's like. The son of a boxer trying to learn to be his own man and stuff like that. And I'm not just some privileged kid and stuff like that. And, I, and it dawned on me like, holy shit, you are right. That could have – this could have been terrible. It could have been terrible. But in my opinion that – I don't think this was – this was nowhere near in my opinion a, uh, a an attempt to – uh, rejuvenate the fifth Rocky because I think most of the producers behind that movie would like to forget about it. But uh, Stallone the, included. Stallone, exactly. But I think that um, that the fact that they brought uh, Creed's son into the mix, mm-hmm. it definitely would draw more attention to it because it's like, oh, it's a it's an interesting story. Uh, Creed's illegitimate child comes into the world, um. Comes into the world, you know, trying to fight for his life, and he goes to none other than Rocky, his greatest opponent, trying to learn some pointers from him. And it's really, if you go, and I, I highly recommend it to anybody who oh, is sure. who is a Rocky Before we go fan. Any further, and this is gonna be a spoiler. This is gonna be filled with spoilers, people. If you have not seen Creed, stop this, go watch it, and then come back and, and press play again, <laughs> and so I get another hit for it. But I say, see it. Because this is going to be spoiler territory from here on out. <laughs> agree, you know, agree or disagree with us. We're telling you to go see it because I really think, in a nutshell, and this is my and this is my opinion. In a nutshell, I think it is all of the previous Rockies mixed into one. Yes, there, are, there. Are, like some people could argue, like, like you have certain moments from the Rocky movies played again, like especially with spoilers, 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 spoilers at the end. Adonis does not win the fight, but wins the respect of his opponent. That's the end of the first Rocky. Rocky does not win the first Rocky. That's why Rocky Two was made for the rematch. And then there's also like the, uh, like I don't know if I could be with you. Like, but that's pretty much like the character arc in every Adrian role in every movie. He's like, I don't know, I love you. I don't know if you should do this. You should do this. It's like those three beats in every single movie. You can't win because I'm a fighter. <laughs> Rocky, you, you can't can. fight them. Uh, I, ga- I gotta do what I gotta do. Rock, Rocky, there's no air on Mars. Well, yeah, that means there's no air for them either. <laughs> Speaking of which. Okay. Your, one of your favorite movies, Predator, started out as a joke of another Rocky. 
did it. It was just like, well, the joke was that Rocky's beating every human opponent and he has to beat somebody from space. And that was the initial germ of the idea where Predator came about. Wow. Yeah. And isn't it ironic that that movie casted Arnold Schwarzenegger, the guy that he's basically been competing with his whole entire career. Yeah. As far as movies and uh, just being the bigger guy. <laughs> and he, they eventually did a movie uh, a few years ago, a prison movie, which I really enjoyed. I, holy crap, I, I totally forgot. I'm blanking on the movie right now. Yes, I know what you were talking about. And um, I, you know what? I remember seeing that trailer and I don't um, – I didn't think anything of it. You know, I just thought it was just another, you know, Stallone, Schwarzenegger clash. But no, like as I was saying before, um, you know, getting, getting back to that in a little bit, um, you're saying, you're saying uh, before – that it was a mix of all the Rockies in, in you know, from from when Adonis is coming up, you know, nobody believing in him, Rocky won. You know, fighting against an opponent who is way more talented, way much more much more set than he is, and that's in two and three. Made it made it a spoiler alert, made it a cultural thing. As far as America, in this case, in Creed, it's America versus England in the final match that he has. Whereas in Rocky IV, it was the Cold War, Soviet Union versus USA. In another, once again, spoiler. Sorry, guys. Um, before Creed comes out the fight, his he receives a present on his medical table from he thinks it's from Rocky. He thinks from from his uh, girl. It's actually from his mother. His oh, Creed's. Creed's wife before he was born, and he's and it says in the note, "Build your own legacy," and it is Apollo Creed's red, white, and blue trunks mm-hmm. that he died in that in Rocky Four, and the ones that Rocky wore, and, and the Rocky- ones that Rocky wore. Yes, once again. So and then training with Rocky, bringing it up, a young kid up in the world, Rocky Five, and also a little bit of Rocky Balboa because you know in Rocky Balboa he was an old you know quote geezer trying to come back, make a name for himself. In this case, Rocky's trying to make a name for himself yet again. In this movie, bringing this kid, and so it's like I said, it's all a mix of the uh, past, and I, that's what I thought was really great about it. Before we go any further, mm-hmm. so I let everybody in, that, like, um, well, I saw the Rocky movies. The, like, the biggest, the first memory I had with the Rocky movies was that my uh, Uncle Bobby, one of my dad's friend from his childhood, has a showcase because he sells uh, summer, like, beach toys and stuff like that, and he has a showcase every winter up here at the Marriott near the uh, MacArthur Airport. And one year they had brought a TV down, like once, like once, like everybody would gone because they did it for a few days. So it was just him and a few of his employees and stuff like that. And we would sit down, and we would watch uh, whatever is on TV. And they had a Rocky marathon on around this time. So I ended up seeing like Rocky two, Rocky three, and then eventually on my own, just going to see it and like taking my library to rent it and see. It. And that's how I saw Rocky. And it's funny because I, I saw them out of order. I didn't see Rocky one, two, and three, and four. And then eventually I, I saw five for some reason because i thought it'd be okay but i guess not <laughs> um i'm not here to talk about rocky five but like it, it, it's like it's like it's like star wars fans like saying like the prequel suck and stuff like that like it's kind of like hard to defend yourself with like yeah i like to see somebody defend rocky five that's what i want to see that would be interesting but um and i did not see rocky balboa because i think i was a little just like, eh, because Rocky V left the bad taste in my mouth. That's why I didn't see Rocky Balboa. But then again, I saw Rambo, the, like the one that's like kind of like a pretty much reboot to that franchise, and I really enjoyed it. 
and that came around around the same time, I should have seen Rocky Balboa because I'm like, all right, I know it's easy to say Stallone's a terrible actor. He is. He's actually a really good actor and a good writer. He just actually director too. Yeah, and the thing is that like people, it's like a cheap shot joke to make fun of him. It's just saying like. Like Arnold is like, nah, nah, muscles, <laughs> so, <"Ehh>, muscles, <laughs> and Bruce Willis, <laughs> shitty attitude. <laughs> and um, yes, I made fun of all three of the founders of Planet Hollywood. <laughs> uh, don't worry, that, that fact was not lost on me. Um, but of all of them, I think like Stallone has some of the best range of those three, and it's and it's just one of those things that like. Like Rocky himself has adversities that people or perceptions against him, and he he rose to the occasion. And Sylvester Stallone is that journey come to life, and and everybody will, but no, but everybody was just like, yeah, he's fantastic now and stuff like that. Despite everything, even though he did a softcore porno years before, <laughs> that was renamed Italian Stallion after Rocky uh, came out. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that just always will haunt him for the rest of his life, basically. But you know what? At least he didn't sleep with his maid and had an, uh, had a child outside his marriage. Oh, oh. wait, <laughs> oh boy, um, he's gonna kill but, me. <laughs> but. You were talking about, you know, and I'm going to inform you a little bit on the yes. the Rocky Balboa movie itself because you said you haven't seen it. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend to you, the director. Oh. Uh, <laughs> let you uh, say <laughs> um, In Rocky Balboa, it, 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 the, the stories kind of intertwine with one another as far as the young kids, like Rocky's kid. As a big, uh, a big part of the movie um, – as you saw in Creed, he said that he tried training his son. His son never really wanted to become a fighter. Didn't want to really follow in the footsteps of his dad. So he did his own. He did his own thing. Went on with his own life. Right. That's kind of what Adonis wanted to do in Creed. Now in the movie, um, when Rocky is coming out of retirement to fight the young fighter Mason the Line Dixon, that's what that was the. The name of the fighter. I know it was a silly name. That's okay. That was probably one of the. That's probably the silliest part of the movie. But anyway, um, when he came out of retirement, uh, it took a toll on his son because mm-hmm. in this movie, this is the movie that this is the only Rocky movie that you don't see Adrian in. This is the movie that establishes that Adrian has passed on. Right. They didn't. They don't go into full detail of how she passed. Um. But in the beginning. You see Rocky visiting Adrian at her at her gravesite. Mm-hmm. So it's just Rocky, um, Robbie, and Pauly. Mm-hmm. They're all together, and they're basically making a comeback. And he storms out of the restaurant that he named after his wife, mm-hmm. saying that he's just a big shadow to Rocky. That everyone knows him. He gets where he is today because of his dad. And later on, I, I suggest you look up the, the motivational speech that he gives to his son. It's really heartwarming. And Is that the he, one when they're outside the restaurant? When they're outside the restaurant, and he says, you know, it's not how hard you get hit. It's how hard you get hit and keep yeah, moving no, forward. Right. You get up, and you, that's how winners do, you know. And, you know, um, ca- uh, cowards don't make ex- uh, winners don't make excuses. Cowards do. You're better than that. All It's, it's really motivational, you know. And uh, like I said, um, don't – anyone who – you know, these newer movies, I know this is like way past its time, the Rocky movies, you know, because those came out in the 70s and 80s and all that, um, and they're far from the last, but really they're all good. They're all good movies, you know, that, that set the story, 
And I really thought, I mean, we probably might get into this a little bit. I thought that they were going to go a completely different direction with the end of this film. Right. <laughs> but I just wanted to say one of my favorite like moments, uh, in, like, well, I, I would say like, this could like I was thinking about like favorite speeches, favorite movie speeches, or favorite monologues, and I think it would have been like it's not even really like a monologue. It's from the first movie, and it's like where I, Nick refuses to train Rocky. I want to know. You want to know? You want to know? I never train because you have potential to be a good fighter instead of you wasting it working for some two-bit low shark down by the ducks. His job is a waste of life, Rock. God. Damn it! Ah. <laughs> quark, quark, quark. Yes, I was the penguin in the Batman series. <laughs> we went from Mickey to the penguin to Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> well, Burgess Meredith played penguin in the '60s TV show, so there you go. Like <laughs> rock, quark, quark, quark. <laughs> rock, get up, you son of a bitch! Quark, quark, quark. <laughs> you like that? You like that one? I always like the one from the third one when he's walking down that hallway and he sees an empty ring and he sees him and Mickey training with one another and right. the ghost of mickey is telling him get up you son, son of a of bitch <laughs> just it's just that's the heart that's one of the most oh man that's probably one of the most heartwarming uh out of the top five i would say that's probably like maybe number three yeah uh, i'm not gonna go into uh which one is you know the best but that's probably like you know in the top five of the most heartwarming of any of the rocky movies that when he's looking at uh mickey the ghost of Mickey in the ring training him, and he's just giving the motivational speech. It's just wonderful. And it, but it's like there's two things. This is like we were saying before that like there's like so many nods to the old Rocky movies, and I, there's two things I want. I'm like, where's Thunderlips? Oh wait, he got fired for racism. He probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> and two, like, where's the fucking robot, man? That, that would be awesome. Just like a third act, like. Like Adonis, Adonis, as he comes down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was blowing flames for um, uh, the other fighter's uh, interest sets him on fire. <laughs> it just completely derails what happens. <laughs> that's a complete 180 right there. That, that's different than the ending that I was thinking about, but that's a different 180 right there. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, let's get into Creed itself. Now let's talk with the uh, cast. What do you think of Michael B. Jordan's performance as Adonis Creed? I really liked it. He was, you know, he basically was everything you can think of a kid that's been emotionally disturbed, abandoned his whole entire life, nowhere to go. And what I really liked also from from Adonis is that he was very humble, very grateful for when he approached Rocky. Like everything else that was given to him in his life – it made no sense to him when he when he moved in with um, with Apollo's wife. Mm-hmm. He had a nice job going for him. wasn't really happy. wasn't really happy with all the money. wasn't really happy with the job that he had. Not, not until he went to Philadelphia and seeked Rocky's training and seeked his attention. And and for anyone who's ever been now personally, I really don't I don't know, but. For anybody who's really feel abandoned in life, they they want something, you know, they get it, yeah. especially if they feel passionate for it. And he saw something in Rocky because really, I think from what this movie was telling me that out of any person that could be a, a father figure to him, it was Rocky. Rocky, the one who was closest to his dad, not even his own blood. Mm-hmm. You know, his own blood was denying him of that. You know, Rocky denied him at first, but kept pushing and kept pushing and he was very grateful um, up until 
they had a fallout a little bit. But really, once he got into the comfort zone of the trainer with Rocky, he was really not getting into trouble as much mm-hmm. as he used to when he was a kid. And I thought that Michael B. Jordan, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think this was really his first major role in... Well, because he was in, uh, a few years ago, he was in that movie Chronicle, which was that found footage superhero movie. And yeah. he was in the terrible, terrible fan, four-stick fan, Fantastic Four movie this summer as Johnny Storm. Really? Yeah. And uh, I... And I and I'm just so glad that he had this movie this year because it could have just been like, oh, you were in that part of that Fantastic Four movie, and it'd be and it's kind of like and be like uh, an albatross or an anchor around his neck or something like that. But this performance of this movie really showed that he is a good actor, and that his it's easy. I don't want to say it's easy, but like it's easy to overplay. I have a chip on my shoulder. Yeah, because it could have just been like. Like, I don't want anybody near me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it could have been overdone like that. But no, like you're saying that he was humble and that he was warm to his friends around him. And it's like, do you know what? I know because I think it's because of the experience of, like, him having going through juvie and going through the foster home system and then getting the kind of the keys to the mansion, so to speak, when being adopted by Apollo's wife. And then it's just like, all right, I know where I've been and where I am now, but it's not the place I want to be. I want to go someplace else. Yeah. And, like, he's willing to go to Tijuana to fight in, like, bars to just to prove himself as a good fighter. And goes to Philadelphia, like we were saying, going to Philadelphia to seek out Rocky and just is persistent about it. And he, there's a theory about storytelling called, the, like, the hero's journey. And, like, it starts out with the person in an ordinary world his ordinary world and there's a call to adventure and there's usually or like it's usually the adventure itself or a person says hey go do this Mm -hmm. like like whether it be gandalf saying frodo you have to go take the ring to uh mount doom or obi-wan saying yo you gotta luke you gotta come with me into all the round shit like that or in jaws it's kind of like Oh, we have the situation here that you have to deal with, and then there's other people like, no, I don't think we should do it like this way. Same thing, kind of here that Adonis starts in an ordinary world of him coming from privilege, and he's like, all right, has that calling himself and seeks out somebody, tells Rocky, hey, can you do this for me? And the next step is refusal of the call. Like, no, I'm not going to do this. That's what Rocky does, but he persists. Adonis persists and gets him to do it, and it's it is. Really, like, if you re- if I want to, I could probably break this down in, in the myth form and say, like, yep, this is how it was working. That's why this story works. But it's not – and I could – and I watched it. I just watched it as a regular movie. It's only now that I'm doing the analysis of it. But it didn't take away from it. It's not like uh, – it was like, oh, something bad's going to happen. It's nearly an hour into the movie. Something bad. <laughs> the midpoint is having – and it does happen. Rocky does get sick at one point, but it's not – it's not like, oh. The friends broke apart. They're going to be come back together by the end of the movie. Ronaldo's got big teeth. Damn it! Damn it! What do you say about inside jokes on the show? So, anyway, what do you think of Stallone's performance in this one specifically? I think Stallone's performance as it was it was a bit. You know the story. The story of Stallone with Rocky it was just very confusing in the beginning when 
Adonis came into his restaurant looking at all the pictures of him in the past and all the titles that he's won and all that, look banking on the past with with what Rocky has done. And when Rocky was hesitant about it, it uh you know, he hasn't been you know, hasn't seen the guys at the gym for a long time and you know, i think to myself, why? You know, the thing the thing and and I'm getting a little bit off topic, I'll go right back on. The mm-hmm. thing that really confused me the uh, the most about about Rock uh, Rocky walking away from his past a little bit was that one scene when they were sitting down in the restaurant and he was asking him, you know, how do you know this? Um, and they were talking about Apollo's funeral and he, he said that his mom sent him and he hasn't talked to Apollo's wife since the funeral, the funeral. And he said, you wrote a very, you said a very nice speech. Mm. And it just got, it just got to me thinking, I was like, wow, what could have happened because he felt responsible for Apollo's death. This and is, the guilt is probably like, I don't want to cause your family any more hurt. This is, yeah, this is true, and I, I think, and I think it would have been, in, it would have been nice to um, jump to the end in a little bit. It would have been nice to see something like Rocky reunite with Apollo's wife. Apollo's wife, like I see her again. That. I was thinking of that. I was thinking of a bunch of things, but. Like I said, I'm getting a little bit off track here. Coming back, Rocky's performance, I think, was was um, was really good. I think um, I like how it wasn't all about him. No, at all, and that's good because it could have easily just been like, oh, it's just a backdoor Rocky movie. Oh yeah, it could have definitely been. It could have been. I like how they really focused on the kid and not on Rocky because they could have done any any way of how this kid really wanted to train with Rocky. He could have grown up knowing that his dad was Apollo Creed. I don't know how that would have intertwined with the story, mm-hmm. you know, but there has been many movies before. Like I said, I did not have high expectations for this movie. There have been many movies, as you know, that get far off the storyline. And if they started off with Adonis watching Rocky fight his dad growing up and him knowing about Apollo the whole time, because mm-hmm. when I first heard about him being Apollo's son, I was like, "Wait, wait! So wait, th- you're you're going into jail? You're going into jail? So you're telling him about a fa- but you're not the wait. Did he have an affair with? Right, it, wasn't, have an, it, it was, wasn't said in the trailers. It wasn't said in the trailers. Wasn't said as far as I know, as far as I remember, in any of the other Rocky movies. So it got me a little confusing at the beginning. But it was all about it. It was Rocky coming in, meeting the kid, and not all about Rocky itself." And I think that was a good idea. St- Stallone and Michael B. Jordan both had a fantastic uh, performance. Um, and Stallone really took the part of being the the old bull passing the torch down to young calf, so to speak, in the world of boxing. You were talking about the stories about people fighting with a chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. about before – it's funny because I can tell you countless movies yeah. that I've seen of kids fighting for something with a chip on their shoulder. The Fighter with uh, with Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg about Mickey uh, Ward, one of my favorite movies of all time. Rudy, mm-hmm. uh, he he's fighting with a chip on his shoulder. You know, just jumping from sport to sport. It, it, it all and most of it has to do with sports. But the thing is, what's different about what what's the same about all of them is that the story never gets old. You have the storyline right there. The storyboard is printed out for you. You just have to choose how do you want to approach each story. And I love how 
this is a personal opinion of mine. I still think I think the world of boxing is like popularity wise is dying a oh, yeah. lot, a lot. But the movies, boxing movies, never, never fail to entertain. Yeah, because you know, it's the one thing somebody pointed out to me on another podcast. You know what every boxing movie does? The third act is set up. Mm-hmm. You have the fight. It's any sport movie usually will have like it's the big game, it's the big fight. That's the one thing that like I guess people with sports movies that have like a bang like all right. I know we have to get there somehow. It's what we do in the first two acts is how we're getting there is what makes it really important. Mm-hmm. And how well you execute the as well as the last act. And you're saying it could have just been like, okay, all right, he's – but then you have to question, does this hurt? Like, the, like they, there was a moment where within the movie they cut to a broadcast of PTI and Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon bring up the fact – with Apollo Creed, Creed stepping out on his wife, does that hurt his legacy as a boxer within that movie? Now, with this movie in mind, does that hurt the, when you watch those old movies now? Do you think that changes Apollo's character for you? It, I can definitely tell you it stunned me a little bit, but you know what? It's, I take it as, you know what, as bad as it is, um, I, I take it as a sports fan looking, growing up, idolizing certain um certain athletes mm-hmm. you it, it affects their character in a way but myself among with others shouldn't be so surprised about it mm-hmm. because the problem with and even if it's a movie or if it's in real life the problem with athletes kids looking up to athletes is that no matter what you have to think to yourself that they're human Yes. Doesn't justify, you know, their, any, action. a, their actions at all. You know, if they had an affair, you know, that's a mistake that they made. If they took if they took a drug and they had to get checked into rehab, you know, that's a mistake that they make, you know. and Or they, they had dog fighting. They beat their <laughs> girlfriends. They blow their fingers off and Fourth of July fireworks, things of oh that nature. Like, they <laughs> murdered people. Oh, no. <laughs> But that that's, you know, it's, you know, it, obviously one action is more is more um, unforgivable than another depending on what it is, you know. But it's something you can't not expect. And if I was a kid growing up, if I was in the world of Rocky growing up and listening to the story, yeah, I'll be pr- I would be pretty upset, you know, but... It's what what other people do. You should think to yourself is like, wow, you know, maybe I should, you know, take this as a lesson to myself, mm. you know, because not only can it happen to me, it can happen to, you know, the big people with money mm. and it, you know, it makes you think, you know, so in a way it ruins his, it, it, it but it's it's good it's good with the story you know because right. there's really no going back to the movie now about the story wise there's really no other way to uh, fit the story in as far as him being the illegitimate son of Apollo with another woman that's mm. the only way it would have worked out you know there could have been many story uh, drastic story changes and we'll I wanna. I actually want to get into this right now. The you were talking about Rocky getting sick. Yeah, 
Rocky got cancer mm-hmm. in the movie, which is the first time uh, in the movie he said that's how Adrian died. Yeah. Of cancer. Been like because the other one, like for what I remember correctly, Rocky Balboa, they kind of like from the trailers, they kind of they like mentioned it, like yeah, she got a this she got a disease, but he never specified, correct? No, yeah, no, it's it was it was cancer. You know, they didn't really want to. I remember, I remember in Rocky Balboa, they didn't really want to, um, you know, touch on that that much. Um, there could have been ways that they could have done it. Um, they probably could open with. You know the tearjerker, like right away, Adrian passing. Maybe mm-hmm. they could have done that or not, but Rocky ends up getting sick in the movie in the middle of Adonis's training, and it really, and it's funny. Now I think I just became the interviewee now on the podcast. Yeah. But it was um, he gets sick and he refuses treatment. Mm. Now that was a real. That was a real, in my opinion, one, probably one of the best. I mean, one of the best. Uh, one of the, um, I'd say, most uh, stunning uh, scenes in the movie was when he refused the treatment, and all I kept thinking to myself was, "Are they going to kill off Rocky? Mm. Are they going to put him in a plot next to Adrian and Paulie in the same cemetery with one another?" I really thought at the end of that fight. That Adonis did. They were gonna fade to black, and cut, and, and then fade right back in to a tombstone. Pans up, uh, the camera pans up, and there's Adonis looking at the grave, and there's Rocky's name right on there. And I kid you not, if that would have happened, I would have cried like a little girl. I mean, <laughs> I would have taken some balls to kill him off off camera. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh man, no, no, please don't do this, please don't do this. Wait, like I say, like if this this has been a really successful movie, so I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a sequel. In my head, I'm like, it should be Drago's trainee <laughs> fight the fighter that killed your father or something like that. And I'm just like, ooh, that would work. And then Rocky would have to die sometime in there just to make it story like to make it powerful. And if stuff he like dies, that. he dies. <laughs> I, I killed your father. I felt his bones crunch under me. Like how? Like that writes itself, man. It's such an easy thing to do, but it would totally work. I would definitely go see that. You'd definitely go see that. Oh my god, it'd be perfect. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren's got nothing else to do. The expendable movies are done for the case. That's fine. Yeah. You know they're making a fourth one. They are. No, they're not. I'm no. Just, <laughs> that's my reaction from you. <laughs> I was just saying because the third one made dick. <laughs> Uh, that's what you get for changing the PG-13 for ha- trying to get more people in. I'm sorry. The reason why I went to the Expendable movies is to see people, see people blow up from explosives. But that's CGI, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we go from one Stallone movie to another, <laughs> and he started both of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get my paycheck now. <laughs> it's not like we're, talking, we're not talking about over the top. We're not talking about Cobra. We're not talking about Tango and Cobra! Cash. Cobra! <laughs> Cobra is a really – it's a terrible – Fantastic movie, Cobra. Is. <laughs> and the glasses that he is wearing at Apollo's funeral, he wears at Cobra as oh, well. Like no. the reflective aviator. That's oh, all. no. Because I was thinking, I'm thinking in my head of the Apollo funeral, and I'm like, holy shit, he wears those at Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh but no. Let's move on. Let's talk about Tess, uh, Tessa Thompson, who plays Bianca. Okay. A woman who that Adonis becomes... Uh, Starts a relationship with. What do you think of her performance and her character? 
I think she would. I think um, for the character that she plays, now let's let's go into her character a little bit. She is just like just like Adonis. She's an up and coming into what she wants to be. She's an up and coming musician. She's very talented vocalist. Very. Um, she lo- She loves like. Uh, producing her own music in, in one part of the movie, she makes her own song for Adonis, which was one of the heart, oh, another heartwarming uh, parts of the film. Oh yeah, uh, that led into other things. But uh, yeah, <laughs> the, kid, the kids are listening, guys. Yeah. But <laughs> but <laughs> Jackson, think of the children. <laughs> but uh, to me, like she she was kind of like she was kind of like Adonis Adonis in a way. They they it, the second. When when he was knocking on her door, that we've been waiting for you, <laughs> Three's company. <laughs> you have to think like another inside joke that the Three's company theme is something that was constantly sung at when we were at college. Do not ask us why. But well, it's not that. It's just, you know, Three's Company, you know, you can be used in any situation <laughs> such as that. <laughs> to any of you who are listening and, probably, and obviously not here, I just broke, you know. So, <laughs> I gotta, the audience <laughs> is now deaf from our laughter. <laughs> but but no, Adonis, Adonis and um, Bianca both clicked because they were, they were the same people. You know, young, up and coming, what they want to do. And Bianca um, had had a hearing uh disability she was actually progressively losing her hearing right and it was that alone was inspiring also because she didn't let her disability in hearing stop her stop her from making music no that like you know that's like it's like being a chef with no taste buds right you know, you're being a musician with no hear. You know, it's it's wonderful, and she would produce great music that would draw in a crowd. She would headlines, you know, headline at these clubs and these bars, and she would in herself uh, under the radar because I know this was about you know Adonis being inspirational. She alone was inspirational as well. Very emotional. She kind of stuck to herself, like kind of like like being by herself. At times, until she met Adonis, and then when she found out all these things about it, she like kind of got enraged, which was you know good because eventually he would have to tell her you know about that Creed being the father, mm-hmm. uh, being his father. But I think she she Creed is my father. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was also very inspirational along with along with Adonis. So yeah, and, and I, I that like I was saying like there's. Certain arch- like I was saying, I've been saying before, like certain archetypes or certain expectations that could have happened, and there could have just been, like she could have been another person with a chip on her shoulder because of a disability that could theoretically hold her back, but it doesn't allow. It, but Oops. she does. She she crosses that thr- threshold. And is like I'm going to do this no matter what, and that she's a Philly native and stuff like that. So she takes him to see a, she takes him to like her favorite restaurant, which she gets Philly cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. Shocker of all shockers. <laughs> and, and I always find that funny. Cause like there's one moment I leaned over to you in the middle of the movie. Like, it's like nine 95 from him. He answered 20. He answered 10 back. I'm like, 
you still owe him a nickel. <laughs> and I don't know why that came to me because I was terrible as a Continu- cashier. Continuity issue. Yeah. yeah. And, I'm just, and I'm terrible. When I was a terrible cashier too. So I'm just like, wait, why did I recognize that? Why did I notice that? Maybe she did slip the nickel on the other side of the belt. I don't know. That's beside the point. Anyway. So I'm like in that kind of like in the same kind of beat structure of like, like, I like you. You shouldn't do this. We're go- we're done. I'm back together. Kind of like how Adrian never wanted him to fight and stuff like that. And when ha- they would have their tiffs and then be like, nope, I'm not going to watch you do this. And I'm like, just go and knock the hell out of the person. But it was done organically here. It makes sense because he did screw up. Adonis screwed up. Like, she's got this big gig and a Philly celebrity is there and he gets into a fight with him. And she- he knows that Adonis is there to see Bianca. Like, it could have screwed up her chances of performing there and really screwed up her career luckily it didn't and so it made that moment or like that like that like that, those scenes like all right i gotta win her back made it worth it and it wasn't just like oh i bet they get back together by the end of the movie <laughs> yeah, it was really fun it was really funny how he screwed up in that nightclub too because he knocked out a guy that basically looks like that dj Khaled and rick ross had a love child together you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just like, and I, I wasn't going to say that, but I was just like, he looks, what? All right, I'll let that go. It's just like the full beard and, and the shortness of DJ. I, I, I don't know. It just it was just funny. But but yeah, it, it, uh, Bianca and Adonis was just like Adrian and Rocky. It, it, it's, so, it's so funny how a lot of this has to do and that's why Rocky and him connected in many ways mm-hmm. what also i love about it i don't know i'm just a sucker for the uh, for old school was you know obviously you go to the person that you want to train with they're going to tell you you know they're going to show you everything that you know i loved how he took him to that other gym and everything that was in that gym wasn't state of the art it was bare it was bare knuckle old school boxing mm-hmm. and that's what rocky was famous for especially right. In the fourth Rocky, when he's doing, you know, he's in the mountains of Russia, you know, running up the mountains, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, lift, lifting the logs over his shoulders, doing the squats, you know, pulling the, you know, old school, and then you got Drago on the other side using State all these machines, the you know, injecting with steroids. Yeah, you know, it's totally <laughs> steroids. <laughs> and but you know, you see, um, it wasn't that much different in the movie. It's just. You know, just going back to the old school status of you know the of uh, training for the big fight. That's that was a little bit of nostalgia right there from the, the same the thing with Rocky three because of beginning of Rocky three he that like, Rocky is very pampered and he is like king of the world at that point. And then Creed brings him to this this gym. Well, wasn't in L A. That was in like kind of like Skid Row, mm-hmm. and that's where he thought he learned that. When the eye of the tiger, <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't bring that back. And I'm like, are they going to bring back eye of the tiger? And I'm like, no, this is way too serious of a movie. They're going to do that. I thought they were going to play that during the credits. It's like the eye of the tiger play. Like, ah, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's actually, I'm glad you brought up the eye of the tiger and bringing that into the movie because I, although it was a really good movie, the one criticism I have about the movie, one of them is the soundtrack of the movie. Now, I understand that, you know, like, it would have been very cheesy to, you know, if he wasn't training, uh, you know, dun, 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 you know, use that stuff. Yeah. You know, that would have been very corny. I get that. But just the choice, like, uh, they, they did a mixture of kind of like some... 
like warrior tri- uh, tribal thing going on, along with playing. Um, uh, he's on the tip of my tongue. I forget what rapper they were playing. Oh, um, um, I just bought the soundtrack uh, too. Oh uh, man, what? Uh, Fetty Wap, I think it was. Was it Fetty Wap? No, 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 no. Um, it it was a current it was a current rapper, um, but it was just it was it, it was interesting. I'll give it that, but it kind of did not sound like a rocky score. Rocky score. But it's not a rocky movie. Not a rocky movie. I get that, but it also I don't think it kind of it doesn't really work. Also with the um, it's kind of hard to explain because you're not because li- you guys aren't really listening to it. If you see in the movie, you know what I'm talking about. To me, it doesn't sound like something. You know, you jog to you know, like it, the, make a a training montage out of it. Forget right. the ro- forget the Rocky you know feel of it. Just a training montage. To gotcha. Because you know how many t- how many countless times have you seen montages in movies and they use the right soundtrack or not? I really think they could have gone better with the soundtrack of the mm-hmm. movie. You know, it kind of um, very underratedly, if that's a word, um, brings more of the feel to the movie. Yeah, um, but I feel like. The one moment they bring back the Rocky theme was the most appropriate part of the movie. Is twelfth round he gets to he is fighting his opponent for the end of the movie, and he is knocked down and he's having this moment of seeing all the people in his life that mean the most important to him, and at the same time his opponent is just like it was just standing uh, by um, pretty Ricky Col- Colnan. Mm-hmm. Conlon, 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 my, Conlon my apologies. He's like, he's celebrating already, and then in Adonis's head, he sees his father fighting Rocky, and that's what he gets back up, and then, like, all right, can he, can he, can he fight? And they, they, they like, were like, oh, I don't think he can fight, and then they, like, how many fingers are holding up? The trainer taps him to the back of his head when the guy's not looking to see how many fingers there are. And he gets up and like dun 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 dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and you're like oh it's, I'm like oh. And, I'll tell you what though you know that during that whole scene like I, I was only focusing on his left eye and that and it looked like something was growing and I understand he was getting hit and stuff like that but there was Come here, Nick. Come there, it looked like there he had a um he had a conjoined twin that was actually, <laughs> that was finally about to pop out of his left eye. And it was just every other cut, you would see the ref. You would see Adonis. You would see the ref. You would see Rocky. You see the ref. You see Adonis. And every other time it would come back to Adonis, it would just get bigger <laughs> and bigger and bigger. Now, now to it pops full of pus. Now I really don't. <laughs> I don't. Two things that I kind of, I kind of. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. One, I don't think it would just get that swelled up that quickly. Uh, it would take some time a little bit. And two, I think in the real world of boxing, if if the ref saw the eye like that, I think he would have called the match off, no matter yeah. what Adonis would have said. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was it was very it was very. Uh, but but that tiger roar though, I was waiting for I was waiting for something. You know, when he was celebrating that he thought he won the match. Mm-hmm. And he's on the ropes and stuff like that. And remember in the fourth one, he goes, eh, I didn't hear no bell. Oh, was it the oh, – I'm drawing a blank right now. It was the second one. I'm sorry. Right. The second one, he was celebrating. like, eh, I didn't hear no bell. Mm-hmm. Bam, bam, bam. You know, and I thought right, it was- Apollo just kind of like – I remember that because Apollo slumps for a moment just like, oh. And yeah. Then, then they then they continue to fight. And that's when they both go down, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, they both went down. And – um. 
And I and I thought they were gonna go with something like that, but it just the whole montage is just like him while he's while he's down and thinking about everybody, and then it just went like to black, and then you hear the tiger roaring gets up. That that was a little bit of like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like, that, that got the juices flowing a little. I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> and what do you think of the actor who played Conlon himself by the name of Tony? Uh, Here's Tony. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bellu, B-E-L-L-E-W. Um, see, now, I don't know much about the, the about much of the actor itself. I do think, like I said, this is me not knowing much about the actor. This is his only movie. This is his only movie. Can you uh, tell me what nationality he is? He's, spo- he's supposed to be from Liverpool. From Liverpool? So he's English. So he's English. Yes. See, see, when I when I was listening, when I was watching the movie, it sounded like he was he was trying to to over like overdo the accent over over yeah overdo it on the accent. It kind of sounded like an English guy tried to do an Irish accent. You gotcha. know, it kind of sounded like that. Now you're telling me it's from Liverpool. It's just kind of kind of interesting. You know, like to me, it 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 sounded. Um, it sounded odd a little bit, but he uh, – this is this was his first movie then uh, spot on because he played a, he played a really good um, – he played a really good asshole. I yeah, can say, yeah, you know, was, like he was uh, – he was a very uh, – you know, he was very in your face, which is like kind of what the sport uh, – you know, kind of what the sport needs is like, you know, like not afraid to back down, not afraid to talk. Of course not. Know, how many times, like whether it be UFC or boxing, things get really heated, at, whether at the weigh-in mm-hmm. or the like, the big press conference before the fight, things do get out of control. Sometimes, not all the time, but yeah. it's, it's part of the crowd there. Yeah. Now, see, I'm wait, like I'm was waiting. Now, in the last, you know, we're going to jump to UFC a little bit. The last fight um, in UFC 194 when McGregor was facing Aldo, I was ready for McGregor or Aldo to jump at one another and attack each other oh, for sure. in the weigh-in. But it didn't happen. It almost did. But it, it, that's happened on many occasions, too. Well, this one... Ronda Rousey and... Uh, and uh, Holly Holm. Holly Holm? Like, yeah. They, they got physical during the yeah, weigh-in. Yeah, phys- you know, they got in each other's faces and all that. Um, but this one, he actually... You know, knocked the guy he was supposed to fight before Adonis, but when Adonis took his place, he broke his jaw at the weigh-in. At the weigh-in, you never hear about that. No. and and I really don't know what the consequences are in boxing or UFC or any fighting uh, sport like that. Uh, as a far heavy as fine for sure, a heavy fine. I don't know if you would still be guaranteed your spot for a match, though. I think that could theoretically brought up in criminal charges. Yeah, that's why he said that. That's why um, the guy um, uh, um, uh, Keely it was Keely. Um, the guy who we punched, right. he said that he was he was going to sue the WBA and um Conlon and Colin himself for the assault like that. Mm. But it's just very interesting how you know uh, he was the champion too. Now think about that. Now that won't affect his. Maybe he'll get stripped the title, yeah, or be suspended. And what they do in what they do in boxing and what they do in UFC is they have interim champions. Okay, um, if uh, if um, you know you're suspended or you can't fight, you're not necessarily stripped of the title. What they do is they have an interim champion. They take the two top guys that are underneath the champion and they fight. And whoever wins that, that's this is what happened in the Aldo McGregor fight. Right. Aldo and McGregor were supposed to fight each other in July, 
but Aldo had to pull out of the fight because of a rib fracture. Gotcha. So they prolonged the fight until la- until last month, and in, in, uh, actually uh, a few weeks ago in December. Mm-hmm. So what happened is that McGregor fought um, off the tip of my tongue. Um, he fought for the interim championship, and he ended up winning. Mm-hmm. And that for the next six months, it was interim champion versus the champion. And whoever won that, they get the title. Right. Basically, it's just a free ticket to the champion eventually when he comes back from either being suspended or from being healthy. So that's basically what they would have probably done Mm. is, you know, give him a hefty fine. But also in the movie, he could not afford the suspension because he was going to go to jail. Yeah, because of a gun charge, which is something that I'm like, I thought like, yeah, that could. How many athletes have had gun related uh, issues outside their sport, whether they're shooting themselves in the club or just being arrested with them? Like, Mm -hmm. that's a very real world thing. Now. Something I was thinking about in the theater, like Rocky 1 through 5, you don't really see an ESPN logo, even though ESPN started a little bit after the first Rocky movie, and it was not as popular as it was. Mm -hmm. And then Rocky Balboa, they bring in actual sponsorship into it, and the same thing continues here in Creed. Do you think that kind of hurts those movies a little bit? Because now we're supposed to believe this is happening. It's not saying this is some kind of future fantasy, but... Thunderlips hmm. is Hulk Hogan. It's Hulk Hogan playing himself pretty much is under another name. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, these movies are taking place in the real world. We're seeing real HBO sponsors. We're having PTI in there. And, they, and it wasn't like the whole Rocky Balboa, Rocky Balboa predicated on a video game simulation saying that Rocky would win. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, does that – bringing those real world things, do you think those hurts those other movies? I don't think so because in the movie – in the movie, um, when we were watching, while you and I were watching it, they had a PTI discussion about it, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, I kind of, I really like, um, I really like when they bring like world worth, uh, real world things into a movie such as this that is purely fiction. Yeah. Um, it just, it just, you know, it, it's, 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 in one way, it's like, it's like, oh wow, like, did they take time to like shoot this and stuff? Like, they mm-hmm. actually brought, you know, they actually had. Wilbon and Kornheiser in the studio filmed this for the movie. You know, pretty cool. You know, but I don't think it damages it. It definitely um, goes away from its roots. Yeah. But this is what happens when you know you uh, you uh, make these movies and they get lots of money. Yeah. You know, and you can hire you know certain things to. Or they're like, hey, if you let us in there, we'll give you X amount of money. So I'm like, all right, I guess that covers this and stuff like that. So that's why. I think, like, what was it? The James Bond movies are known for a lot of product placement. Yeah. I think The World's Not Enough or Die Another Day 2, like the later Pierce Brosnan movies, I think, like, majority of it came from advertisement for their budget. So I'm like, <laughs> and it shows. But yeah, it's exactly. Like, you, know, you got ESPN coming in. You have HBO, mm-hmm. all these. You know, it, it, again, the advertisement for this movie, I think it's uh, – I think it was good for the movie. Uh, you know, it's also an indication in how times have changed. Another indication, you know, because you have, you know, like this, you know, this kid from Liverpool. He's using state of the art equipment. Where you have Rocky and this young kid from Hollywood. You know, they called him Hollywood throughout the movie. You know, they're going back to their old roots. It's never bad to go back to the old roots, but you also got to think. You know, you're in the day and age change. Yeah. And this is, this is definitely a, and it's funny. Jumping movies, uh, we're talking about how, uh, how you know, having ESPN and stuff like that, all that. Mm-hmm. I recently, like I said, jumping movies, we'll get, you know, back to this. I recently, uh, earlier this week, saw, uh, saw Daddy's Home. Right. And in the movie, they actually have, like, you know, they actually go to a basketball game, and it's an actual Lakers 
and New Orleans Pelicans basketball game going on. And it's just, like, interesting how, like, they don't have, you know, like, back in the old days, they wouldn't, like, have stuff like that. No, you know? it would have like, been two made-up teams. It would just be, yeah, two made-up teams. Or they could have, you know, said that they were going and jumped to another scene or some sort. But it's just it's just interesting how the dawn of film is just changing, how they get all these sponsors and you know, make it make it. Make fiction look nonfiction. Yeah, it's and it, it grounds it for everybody. Yeah, it's like all right, this seems believable because I interact with that all the time. That's what product placement should do. Mm-hmm. It's not always the case. Sometimes it kind of hurts the movie, like I was saying with those James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. And um, which, funny enough, you do see a clip from Skyfall in here right after uh, Adonis's first fight. They're watching Skyfall and they fall asleep, and I'm like, and I, I've had I've had some like. And I did a review of Skyfall with Dakota. You can mm-hmm. check it out on my channel. And I had some like iffy views on it. I'm like, and they're sleeping watching it. I'm like, well, it is one of those movies you would fall asleep in. And I'm now, really- <laughs> now, see, I was watching that. I was sitting there. I was like, usually they like will have something playing that I, I had no idea what it because I'd never seen Skyfall. I'd never yeah. actually seen any of the uh, James Bond movies with Daniel Craig in them. So right. I, I, I was like, wait, what movie? Now that you say it was Skyfall, I was like, ah, okay, now it makes sense. Now that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they didn't do much sleeping after that. Uh, yeah. They slept with each other, that's for sure. Huh? They slept with each other, that's for sure. <laughs> Zing. Uh, and it, which, well, yeah, after Adonis' first fight, him and Bianca have sex on Rocky's couch while he's upstairs and stuff like that. And my question is, you know, the room with the door is like a few yards away. I know it's like in the moment, stuff like that, but I don't want Rocky to be like, hey, it does. You want to keep it? Hey, what's going on down here? Greedy and lazy. <laughs> like, close the goddamn door. I doubt he's really going to yeah, give you shit about it. But I'm just like, is that the decency for that? Um, hey, hey, I'm going to join it. That would have been a 180 right there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hell. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> anyway, one thing I was thinking about it was something you brought up before. Mm-hmm. The because I was I had the same thought halfway through the movie. The feelings towards boxing as a sport, as a as a sport that was part, definitely a part of American culture for a long time, mm-hmm. whether it be uh, whether it be Frazier, Ali, Tyson, Jordan, Game Six, fall so hard. Be careful, that. I'm sorry, I did not mean to do that, but uh, it, it just kind of fell into it. Kind of like how Adonis fell into Bianca, but that's just kind of Do you think the success of this movie could reinvigorate the feelings towards boxing as a professional sport in America? See, <laughs> I that's that's wow, that's a good one because I think this definitely helps mm-hmm. the sport of boxing, and especially now because. Um, Creed's come out. Uh, yeah, the Mayweather fight earlier this year. Yep. Boy, which, <laughs> uh, you know, for anyone who spent a hundred bucks on that fight, you know, I mean, I chipped in for a fight at, uh, at my friend's house. I've, I'm sorry. We should all get refunded. on that <laughs> but, but beside the point, um, it's been coming, you know, boxing movies are, are timeless yes. to me. It, like we were, we were touching on the subject before, you know, someone coming up in the world, you know, you have something to fight for, you know, um, as a as a sport, 
I love MMA and don't like boxing because of what the world of boxing has become. Right. But I love boxing movies. And there hasn't been many MMA movies. And some of them have been really good. Um, I don't know if you ever saw Never Back Down. I did not. But my buddy, my buddy John and I, that's one of our favorite movies. We watch it all the time. It's a great one. Uh, basically the same thing. Um, kid who father, whose father gets killed because of drunk driving and he feels the guilt because he was in the car with him completely right. sober. And he was like, oh, I could have drove, you know, mm. saved my dad's life. He has that chip on his shoulder and he moves to a different town because he's got expelled from three different schools. Mm-hmm. So he needs to make another, and then you know, with the day and age, his fights coming out on the on the internet, you know, everyone knows about him, so they want him to fight and stuff like that. So right. basically, he trains with this guy to become an MMA fighter, and that's you know, that's the movie. Um, but going back, um, I th- in another great movie from what I've heard, and I still need to see it with Jake Gyllenhaal's Southpaw. Yeah. Um, which came out earlier this year. I heard it was a fantastic film. Mm. Um, going back, and I love Jake Gyllenhaal. So it should have been one of the things I should have gone to see because I really love him as an actor. Yeah, it. it, it I heard so many great reviews about it. And then going back to one of my favorite movies of all time, which is also a boxing movie, is The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale, which I've not seen. Oh, that's a great one. I saw one scene, and I think I think it's the opening of the movie. It's like. Then, like, doing a video interview, and it's like Christian Bale's all, like, kind of like drug dad sitting on the couch with dun, Mark Wahlberg. Dun, 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 uh, do you want me to look right at the camera? How you like me now? How you like me now? Yeah, it's, it, 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 that's, and that's not, and, um, that movie is kind of like Creed in a way because Mickey Ward is Chris, Mark Wahlberg is Christian Bale's younger brother. Christian Bale was a former boxer. Um, he was, he didn't really mount to much in his career, but, um, he does have one prime moment in his career is when with, he uh, knocked out Sugar Ray Leonard. I was gonna say Sugar Ray Leonard, and yeah. every and he's been living off that ever since. But he really hasn't amounted to nothing much, right? So his younger brother came up in the world, you know, came up the world fighting, you know, and he basically has to. And and the problem with his brother, his older brother, is that he has a massive drug problem he's always going to you know he's always like at the crack house that's down the street you mm. know like just getting high and stuff like that and every time and his a pa- shadow of his former self pretty <laughs> and pretty and pretty much uh every time like someone goes whether it's his brother whether it's his mother his stepdad or whatever come to knock on the door come and knock on my door he's jumping out the window and escaping you know so that's the chip on the shoulder that mickey ward has to but Going way back to what the question was before, I don't think in the way that the world of boxing is right now with – you were saying about the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. I'll keep it short, sweet, that if that 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 match was five years too late. Yes. It was. Very. And I don't know anything about boxing, but I've known – like for years I've heard like just being friends with sports fans like – that thing has always been talked about. Yeah. So when you got that you – know, I remember a day – not remember a day because I wasn't really born, but I just remember that I just remember he, uh, reading the stories of number ones and the number twos in the world going against each other. You know, Muhammad Ali going against Sonny Liston and Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield. You know, then you got you know fighters, number ones and number twos. How in the world do you not have them face one another? And it was really. And it was prolonged for so many years by Mayweather telling Pacquiao to do this and telling him to do that. And he would, you know, and it finally he caved in saying, yeah, I'll fight Pacquiao. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was all when Mayweather was in jail 
you know, for, for domestic violence and he was well out of shape and complaining about how it's affects his training newsflash. It's jail. It's not a hotel. Um, Pacquiao, he's 38 years old, you know, he's getting out of his prime and all that. And it's just all the drama that was behind it. and then finding out after the fight that Pacquiao was dealing with a shoulder injury. And then he should have been out six to nine months with that said injury. Mm-hmm. And they would have prolonged that fight. But really, when you have all that drama, you can't blame any, you know, for this fight happening because you have Pacquiao, who's 38, who was going to be 39 when coming back. This could have been Mayweather's last fight, too, um, if, you know, if you didn't want to go on any longer. It, the fans felt kind of gypped. Yeah. So if when you have, no matter what, um, no matter what happens in each sport, it's kind of like with football and how like it's being run with like, you know, with so many of uh, what the fans think are some ridiculous rules. Yes, it's it's it helps the sport in some way because it's not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna watch Creed and be like, oh, when's the next so and so fight? Let me watch that. Right. Because I know that's a fictional story or whatever. I know that there's some problems in boxing. But it gives the fans hope. Yes. It, it gives them hope that someday the sport will be rejuvenated mm. to its greater glory. So it helps to an extent. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that you watch boxing matches today. They're not like the headliners. But like are still really good fighters. And if you're coming from for the past couple of years watching MMA, it seems really slow. Yeah. It seems very just like. Block, block, hold. Oh, hey, the guy jabbed it. Ding, ding, ding. There goes the first round. Damn, you know. <laughs> and, and it's something that, like, boxing was part of our culture. It's part of, like, well, fighting is just part of human nature. Yeah. And being able to make money off it and have it as part of entertainment is something that should just go hand in hand because we love violence as humans. <laughs> and violence. so, exactly. And boxing should be a big part of it, as I said before, like, with that Muhammad Ali was a symbol of our collection of, of at least he was an inspiration to others and inspiration the most. And this, like he's a representation of what we could be. It's kind of feels like nowadays it's like Tom Brady is a representation of what we could be. We could be, or an Aaron Rodgers. I don't want. I want because you just <laughs> folded your arms. Cause I, have a, I have a Packers fan across from me. So uh, I, I had to, I had to uh, mention him. Mm-hmm. And boxing used to be like that, and it's not like that anymore. Like you're saying, I hope that boxing could reclaim its glory. Because mm-hmm. sh- seeing how people were getting so amped up for the Ronda Rousey-Holly home fight and then the McGregor fight shows that there's still interest in these kinds of sports. It just needs, like, boxing seems like it needs, needs like, another rejuvenation for mm-hmm. it. And hopefully the interest in this could lead to that. But well, going back to Creed itself, I know we just had like a long ramble about sports right there. It's all good. Now, what would you say your favorite moment of this movie is? Ooh, that's a hmm. that's a good one. Um, I would say one of my favorite. I would say one of my favorite moments of the movie has got to be um, one of them. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about this one, but you I, want, I you want I, me to go. No, oh yeah, yeah, you go ahead with that one. I, it was like my favorite moments was it was tough because I love the 
training montage with the dirt bikes flying past and stuff like that. Sidebar, I'm like, it must be a far cry from the pagans riding around their choppers <laughs> in Philadelphia. And all of a sudden, people are riding quads and dirt bikes down the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> it must be like, what is going on here? But I like that montage of them like going 360 around home when he gets back to the gym and stuff like that. My favorite moment was Rocky's like, I'm not going to let you go like how your father did. I'm going to call this fight right now. And he's like, no. Why, kid? Because I want to prove that was a mistake. And I was just, for some reason, like, that, just for personal reasons, like, that's what hit me. I'm like, <gasps> oh, oh you son of a bitch, you did it. And I'm like, go and go knock his head off and stuff like that. That would probably be my favorite moment of the movie. If you would say yours. That was, that was, and before I get to my, I, I, um, that was good because I was thinking the whole time during that. The whole time? The whole time during that scene, I was like, I didn't think that Adonis was gonna, like, was gonna die in that ring, like, no. in like his like his dad did. But I thought to myself, I'm like, is Rocky really gonna make the same mistake twice in his life? Not only taking his father out, but taking his kid out. You right. know, like God. I mean, like I said, I don't think they were gonna kill him. No, but God knows what would happen. It's like it's like when real life comes in. You know, like yeah. you know something, so, you know something dramatic as you know you throwing in the towel to save your best friend's life mm-hmm. and him telling you no and he ends up dying you know that's gonna haunt you for the rest of your life and as you expressed expressed earlier that's kind of why he you know faded away from like the boxing and the apollo and you know apollo's family and stuff like that right um but it just hits you real like like wow he's gonna really take a chance with this kid and you know it it it, it turned out being great in the long run and uh, but I'd say one I'd say probably my favorite scene is when he finally gives in Rocky to get in treatment for his mm. for his cancer now this is this is a little bit personal for me but um there's one thing that's always affected my family was cancer Mm. and it kind of it kind of made me a little bit mad in the beginning when rocky refused treatment right because i was like you're given the golden opportunity to you know save your own life Mm -hmm. and you're not taking it right but you know you think like why you're being really selfish right now being really selfish you know like but Hey, you know, like you make your own decisions in life. It's, you know, it is what it is. But I love that he eventually caved, you know, not caved in, but he eventually said, all right, I'm going to get treatment. And he's sitting there with, you know, going through chemo and Adonis is looking after him and he's like, go spar. And he's like, what? He's like, this room is well lit, shadow box. Yeah. And then they, he starts training in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow, you know, he's like, no matter what the circumstances, he still is not giving up on himself. He's not giving up on the kid either, you know, because no. the kid did not give up on him. No. And that, I think, was a really – and it really – I don't know if – because there wasn't a lot of buildup to it because I – at first when they said he was uh, – they were getting uh, – you know, when he was in the hospital and they were getting the test results mm-hmm. and then he went back to the gym. I was like, Oh, okay. That hospital scene was for nothing. And then he got that phone call and then it was like, Oh, cause I thought he was talking to the guy from Liverpool. Yeah. The, the, the promoter mm-hmm. It's actually talking to the doctor. So just seeing that and the build, and the, I saw the build up in it a little bit. That I think was a great scene. Just him not giving up on him and the Dunn is not giving up on Rocky. Right. And there's two other moments that I really enjoyed. One was, 
when Adonis has quit his job at the beginning of the movie and he turn, goes home in the plush, nice mansion that he lives in. He turns on the projector and it's on YouTube <clears throat> watching the old fights between Rocky and Apollo. And he starts to shadow box against the projection. He doesn't fight as Apollo. He fights as Rocky. Fights as Rocky, yes. He, he mimics Rocky's moves hitting his own dad. And I mm-hmm. always thought that was really cool. Just saying that he obviously is probably mad at his father. Obviously, for like doing something so stupid and not being there. And he identifies more with Rocky. And my, another really moment that I, I liked was when he tried on the shorts for the first time. Johnson's in the back behind him. Yeah. Creed's on the front. Creed's on the front. And, and like, Johnson was where you were. Creed is where you're going. I, I thought that was a really nice touch. Because like, the name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than, than the, the name, name on the, the back. back. <laughs> uh, I had to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. It was, and I was like, that was really cool. All right. What do you say your least favorite moment is? <sighs> least, least favorite. Because moment. every movie has problems. And this, this movie's no exception. This movie's no exception. Oh, man. Uh, least... All right, let's see. Least favorite part of the movie. You want me to go? Yeah, you go ahead. I think Adonis finding the pamphlets about lymphoma in Rocky's jacket was really convenient. Really convenient? Because it was like, if you have your jacket on the chair, even if it has pamphlets in there, I'm not going to go in there looking for it. No, yeah, that's... Uh... It seemed <laughs> really convenient that he stumbled upon it. And it's only there to have that moment where, like, we're not family. I'm just a trainer. And I'm like, ooh. I'm like, <laughs> you crowbarred your way into that. It was not the smoothest way of doing it. If it was like half hanging out or something like that, or it fell out of his jacket and he didn't know, I'd buy that a little bit more. But like not like just kind of like seeing like like Rocky doesn't wear pink. And like he's going into the pamphlet and seeing that. That I thought was a little iffy. Ward say you're oh, – and maybe Conlon accepting Adonis at the end so quickly. At the end. Uh, yeah, you, you tend to see that. It's funny how – it's funny how uh, – and I'll get to my opinion in a second about the – it's funny how sports rivalries, so to say, mm-hmm. um, work yeah. when it comes to fighting. You see stories like this all the time where you know, they're chirping at each other before the fight even begins. Like, oh, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to take your title and all that stuff. Mama and, says just knock ma- you out. Yeah, mama says knock you out. Bam. <laughs> and then, and then um, you get to the fight. And it's a big moment, and everyone's, you know, waiting. And then all of a sudden, they don't glove tap. You know, that that's also the, ooh, you know, like, oh, they don't like each other. Exactly. And then when the fight is finally done, then they're just like, oh, buddy, buddy, and stuff like that. You know, it, it happens a lot, and it's very interesting to see, like, was it just for show, or was it for nothing, or mm-hmm. do you really respect him now? You know, so, you know, it's always, you never know what's in the head. Of uh, certain athletes, but I always I, I, I see what you mean about how accepting he was about that. But it, it's one thing that happens all the time. I think, um, and I know it was for drama purposes um, for the movie. This is just like coming from me, a very passive person. Um, when he almost threw everything away, his relationship, his training, uh, when he knocked out that guy, right? Um, and it's and it's not. It's not criticism towards the movie at all. I think it was a you know, it was a great scene, move for movie wise, but a human decision a human decision wise, it wasn't you know because I you know you always want to think real life when it, you know it comes to certain movies and you just think like you you're willing to throw everything away and then when he's in the when he's in the jail cell with him like he's like trying to you know make uh, right of his wrongs, Rocky, and he's not refusing like that's the only time in the movie that I saw that. 
he was really down about you know that he was really trying to push Rocky away. Meanwhile, he was the one that was really pursuing. Because remember, Rocky wasn't the one that was pursuing Adonis. Adonis no. was pursuing Rocky. Right. So but he wanted he wanted to win as Don Johnson. Mm-hmm. Don Johnson. Don Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it like that. Now. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! He wanted to win as a Miami Vice actor. <laughs> Don Johnson. Uh, wow! I didn't even think of it like that. That's Holy fantastic. Shit. <laughs> He wanted to win as that, not as Creed, and everybody's going like Creed Junior or Baby Creed, and that's what gets under his skin. Mm. And I can, I can, I buy that, and I understand that, but I, I know you come, I know what you're saying when you're saying like, is it seemed a little just, it's a little like hand fisted, hand fisted. You know, it's like it's not like, you know, I, I said I, I understand, I'm not disrespecting the scene at all. It's great for the drama in the movie. It's like. As a as a human being, like he could have said something totally worse. Mm. I mean, I don't. I mean, if I was called, you know, I mean, I'm I'm Larry. My father's name was Larry. My grandfather's name was Larry. You know, they call me a little. I've been called little Larry my whole entire life, and, right. and I was, you know, I embraced that. Um, I don't know how certain people think, you know, especially when he's grown up like that. But he could have said something totally worse. Like I thought he was gonna say, like he was talking to Bianca, the headliner guy. He's like, oh, you, you know, you don't know, you don't know anybody anymore. And she's like, oh, I said hi to you. And then he was going to say, oh, like, come to my dressing room later or something like that. Like, yeah, something thought, like that. Because he was, hint- he was hinting at that. He was, that's what I thought was going to happen at first. And then and then he was like, oh, cool with the donuts. Like, oh, yeah, let's take a picture. You know, welcome to my town and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. So I said, okay, you know, it's great. But then I know he was a little emotionally. Uh, and it, it, the scene's kind of intertwined with it because that scene, he felt kind of betrayed by Rocky. And I understand that, mm-hmm. that he was hiding this um, – he was hiding the cancer from him for not too long, but not going to tell anybody. No. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was just. I don't have much. I don't have much about the scene. I think everything like kind of fell into place with one another throughout the movie. So, mm. and would you recommend this movie to people? Absolutely. And I say I was like I like I thought it was out of theaters at this point. And yeah. That's why I was just like, oh, like I, it's probably out. I probably missed my chance because I wanted because I know Vicky, my girlfriend Vicky and I are going to do our top ten movies of twenty fifteen podcast, and I wanted to see this before I do that because I want to see if it was a make list, and it definitely is. And so I'm like, I'm checking showtimes. Luckily, AMC and Stony Brook, New York, luckily had a showing, had many showings. Surprisingly, granted, it was a small theater there, but I didn't care. It was only like what four of us in the entire yeah. theater. And sometimes I prefer that. So I also say recommend to see this and check out the other Rocky movies while you're at it. You will not be disappointed. Sidebar, if you really want to check out the Rocky movies, send you Netflix uh, users out there. All the Rocky movies, one through five, the sixth one's not on there, but all the five Rocky movies are about to come off of Netflix in January. So today is the, the 31st. The 31st. Happy New Year's, everybody. But – um, there are some. Um, they say it's going to leave soon. Sometimes it doesn't leave right away. So if it's on Netflix and you get a chance to watch it, just watch uh, Rockies one through five. 
see Rocky Balboa, Tim. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Sorry for about the fifth one. Uh, I can't. I can't. Uh, you know, take blame for that one. And then, and then, uh, when this movie comes out on DVD, in the ring, Tom and Gunn only fights in the ring. <laughs> that and then when this movie comes out on DVD, I highly recommend Creed. You know, it's just, um, like I said, it's a mix of all the Rocky movies, one through six. All into one. And the best part about it is that it's not all about Rocky. No. And it's kind of like somebody brought this comparison. Like it's a compilation of these early movies together while being a new cast. Very much like how the new Star Wars movie is. Don't worry, people. I haven't forgotten about Star Wars. And, of course, there's a Star Wars podcast coming soon. Hopefully, it'll be myself, Vicky, and Justin will be doing that. So, Larry... If you want people to follow you on social media, where can they find you? You can follow me on my Twitter handle at Larry underscore at Larry Bergen underscore thirteen. That's at Larry Bergen B E R G I N underscore thirteen. That is my Twitter handle. I also have a Instagram account, Icebergs with a Z thirteen. And uh, yes, uh, just give me a follow. And uh, I hope to uh, reach out to you guys and join you on many podcasts very soon, Tim. Oh, yes. <laughs> and if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Timothy Rooney 2 on Twitter. And I've just joined Instagram. I've just joined the 21st century. I'm buying comics digitally on my phone. I'm joining Instagram. I'm becoming part of the future. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Welcome to the 21st century, buddy. <laughs> and on Instagram at trooney1012 if you want to follow me there. And follow this podcast, Anything Goes, on SoundCloud.com. Follow my YouTube page through the lens productions hopefully something larry and i will be doing soon will be up there because i actually just have an idea for a boxing move a boxing short in mind so hopefully look out for that and Just look out for the rest of the podcast coming you say your way what are you gonna say no i was gonna say anything oh okay i was just drinking my water away okay you drink the water mm-hmm. away hope everybody's enjoyed this episode review of creed and we'll talk to you soon